Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Maybe we shouldn't even read. I'll just take your word that you're good. No, 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 no. I'm serious. I mean, they're all different ways. Did you know that uh, Bertolucci never reads actors? He just looks at them, feels around a little, and then decides who he wants. That's his way. Doesn't hear them do a line. I also have a way. What I do is interview first, then read, maybe do it all over again the next day. I call up people the actor has worked with, check him out. If he's famous, I do an opinion survey, test how much people like him. If he's not famous, I put him on tape, show it to everyone I can grab. I believe in screen tests. I believe in replacing. If the dailies are bad and cutting people out, if the previews aren't there, because I'm not doing movies for theaters where they serve cappuccino in the lobby. I'm doing popcorn movies. You want to know what I like? Come to my house. Look at my lamps. You won't find it in my movies. In my movies, you'll find out what I know. I know how to do detail. What I don't know, I discover. Yesterday, we finished mixing a movie. The last scene is in a field of windmills with blow up and all the blades of these windmills slice through the air. One of them hits a four-story tank of propane gas. A humongous explosion scene. I kept on saying louder. And they finally said to me, they couldn't go louder without distortion. We went louder. We had to discover a thing, a filter. But then we went louder. I don't question doing these things. I do them. So if you want to know if it's okay to do it differently, not to talk, to just read first, I say, ask him. He's the podcast. <laughs> so Griffin just passed out. Uh, <laughs> Griffin's dead. We never should have told him that it's this would be a separate that you, <laughs> It's wild that you sang for the last one. Yes. You oh, yeah. Sing That's what you did last one. time. But I, I fucked it up in that sense. Because, folks, this is a surprise bonus episode good we have released an episode on James L. Brooks' third film and his first bounce god it was only his third film yeah I keep forgetting that it's crazy yes I'll do anything we recorded that episode approximately 15 years ago yes mm-hmm. I believe uh, the sun was still like a small little dot you know what I mean yes. like it hadn't re- yet reached like yellow we were still just vaguely multi-cell creatures exactly. washing up on the land right right the trying to learn how to squirm formed. it had but it was still cooling it, yeah. it was hot to the touch and it wasn't really like a sphere yet it was still kind of like QB you know it was, well, still, it was getting a sphere well the world is flat we don't know the world's flat oh wow I didn't know that you were one of them one of them people Oh yeah, hundred percent. So you're gonna like get a jetpack and like shoot yourself up in this straight up, and then I'm gonna ride that jetpack straight into the basement of Rocket Pizza. All right, so should we start over? Yeah, let's start over. (laughs) Yeah, let's um, let's uh, uh, pick up that monologue from the top. Uh, Listen, listen to me. (laughs) It's a good one. Esther, he does a good Brooks. Yeah, I know it's a really good Brooks. It's very good Brooks in this movie. I was gonna say my problem is actually with younger Brooks. Like I, when he's like, a little like, higher uh, pitch, real I, life, like right, so, yeah, right. But I feel like I can do later Brooks, and I can do this because he's super gravelly. This is later Brooks. Once you're in the '90s, I think you're in later Brooks. But I'm better at like like current day like drive Brooks of just like, just let it bleed, let it bleed. <laughs> That's a rough scene. Yeah, yeah. Remember Drive? Yes. Yeah. Were you in college, Esther? Yeah. 2011. Yeah. Did yeah. you see Drive? That's why I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, I was going to say. We've talked about this, but it's crazy that everyone thought he was going to win the Oscar that year. Everyone thought he yeah. was going to win, win the Oscar. Like from the moment it premiered at Cannes, they were like, well, sewed up. There we go. Because There's the there category. was just this assumption like, oh, he's he's a beloved guy. He's been in the industry for decades. This is right. his moment. Playing against type. It's yeah. so showy. And he's very good in the movie. What do you think of that movie when you finally saw it? I'm not I don't have a really well-formed opinion on it yeah. mainly because I like watched it on my computer like sort sure. of half-heartedly yeah. late at night once mm-hmm. Remember when, like, like for a story and I wasn't really paying attention so like I just genuinely don't feel like 
qualified to talk about. Christina <laughs> Hendricks's head explodes in that movie. Yeah, she's really good in that movie. She's too. good. I haven't seen it in years. I saw it in theaters, liked it, bought it on Blu-ray, like yeah. watched it once more, liked it. But I was never, yeah, I was never like a was ride or die driver. Yeah. I, I mean, I just yeah. remember being so excited. I mean, I'm a good driver. Oh, fuck you, humble brag. <laughs> I remember just being so excited by the gosling of it all because it felt like he was finally giving in to being a movie star. There had been those like Agreed. eight years yeah. where he was like yeah. fighting against where, it. And it was yeah. like, dude, you're so charming. Just be cool in movies. The jacket. Wait, he jacket. had a famous jacket in that movie? Am I going to get confused with... You're trying to think of another movie with the jacket I right jacket now? I have nothing. Uh, Adrian Brody's wears, The Jacket. I want to make clear, Ben often wears a members-only jacket and it's super cool. It's super cool. Thank I you. saw a dude on the F train the other day in like March. And FYI for listeners... He's actually referring to the other day. Yeah. That's how live this episode is. We're recording is. this the week of yeah. because breaking announcement, which I'll get to in a moment before I get this really important anecdote out of the way. I saw a guy in March on the F train wearing a drive jacket with a toothpick. Wow. And oh, so was he like, was like still doing the bit? It is not Halloween. <laughs> Have you been doing this bit every day since drive came out in 2011? Or did you just see drive on Cinemax like a week if ago? And you're like, true. Then I support him. If yeah. he was just like, yeah. you know what? That was a good I movie. Wear that jacket. Yeah, right. <laughs> like listening it's to cool. Kavinsky, uh like on loop constantly yeah. whenever he's walking around. Yeah. Call. Now we have a podcast called Night Call. That's true. Emily Yoshida, Molly Lambert, Tess Lynch. Mr. Tess Lynch. Check it out. Nailed it. So, this is Blank Shy for Griffin David. I'm Griffin Newman. Oh, I'm David Sims. We're hashtag the two friends, competitive advantage. And we talk about filmographies, directors who have massive success early on in their career, giving a series of blank checks and make whatever crazy passion projects they want. And this was James L. Brooks' first big blank check, which he had shot as a musical. And then the test screening was so disastrous, they made him cut all the musical sequences out and reshoot some new scenes to fill it in. And we, in our episode, when we recorded, talked about how much we wish we were able to see the musical version. Right. And after recording, a blankie, Jake McKay, messaged me and said, hey, you guys, uh, do you guys have a copy of the musical version? I was like, no, I wish we had it. And he was like, I think I found it. Wild. Wild. And ripped it, uploaded it to the internet, sent it to me. I lost the links. <laughs> yeah, you did. You fucked it up for a while. But... He re-uploaded it. Right. I saved it, sent the links, and we now all have seen the lost, coveted musical cut of I'll Do Anything. So this is an emergency bonus episode in which we're going to compare the differences between the two versions of this movie that is still bad. It's still very worse. Bad. Weirdly yeah, worse. Right? Yeah. I definitely wanted worse. it to be better so I did badly. Too, but and I think you can barely argue that it's even more interesting. No. It's kind of the same no, movie just boring. with a bunch of shitty yeah. songs. The songs are so bad. <laughs> They're horrible. So bad. It's, I, I had in my mind's eye, especially when people talked about him wanting to make like an old style Hollywood musical, I was like, these are going to be very like, traditional Prince musical numbers. Wrote these. And they're like Car such Carol bad. King. Like She appears in the movie. Yeah. They all sound like white man funk from 1992. <sighs> like they sound right. like Kenny G backing tracks. I already can't remember any of them. Go on, Esther. You wow. seem to be taking notes. I did take some notes. No, wow. I watched it this morning, to be clear. I, I didn't even watch night. it yesterday. It's right. two hours and 40 minutes long. I watched it very long. piecemeal. Because yeah. I couldn't, like, I was like, I have a lot of stuff to do. I watched it with some <laughs> And I, like, could not, like, I, sit. I, I watched some yeah. of it last night. I watched some of it on the elliptical in the gym. How was your gym session today? 
It was pretty chill. I watched. Right. You watched all do anything because it was split into two files for the the yeah. sake of Jake uploading. And I was like, okay, cool. He also said so. He, I guess, his local video store, which has sort of a Kim's video vibe, where they rent out a lot of sort of bootleggy, oh. out of print stuff. He was going through their like catalog and saw that they had listed "I'll Do Anything" the musical print. And he was like, look, I don't know if this is legit, but I'm going to rent it and try to see if it works. And he was like, I got it. It's the real deal. It's really low quality. I'm going to upload it. It has to be two files because it's on two discs. Right. And the first file is an hour and 40 minutes. Yes. So I was like, what's the second file? 15 minutes? No, it's another hour. Yeah, I think the full cut is like 220. Uh, The final movie cut is an hour and 55 minutes. So like, yeah, I literally like, Apparently they reshot some scenes. I guess they did. I they, can't remember the did. movie well enough. They're, they're, I, there's they're, one um, in particular I know they added. I know. There were a couple things yeah. that were slightly different, but still, it's basically like they, they just got rid of took the songs out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, got rid of, they got rid of the weird, um, like, scene, like, scene after he tests for Mr. Right. Deeds where They talk like, about not wanting to sleep with him. Yeah. They, they got just rid have of, her they explain They didn't have it. that. Yeah. And then there were some lines that I, like, found particularly offensive that I wrote that I thought they cut, but I also didn't want to spend four dollars on Amazon and thing. go back and like double check. I kept right. on watching so, the movie. Being like, there would be a moment so weird, and I'd be like, "There's no way this was in the old version." But and then like, I was like, been. "It probably was." Like the movie does something so weird at least four times a minute that you can't really process and catalog all of them. Definitely. The other big scene <laughs> I noticed was missing from this because they did say that like after the studio was like you got to cut these songs out I think he did a week or two of reshoots to sort of like fill in gaps Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the big thing added which was the thing that you complained last time you barely even picked up on because it was so offhand Julie Kavner's explanation about her medicine that was what I I was I was gonna mention this because yeah I didn't like it was so offhand I didn't catch it the first time I watched it and then I was like listening for it this time and then I was like it doesn't happen so obviously it was something somebody said like someone was like this needs to make sense why is she always being so blunt with everybody but that's like insane why can't a person just be blunt no No, 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 because she Women is a, a woman with breasts. <laughs> right. So, no. But there's okay. like both she the scene. Whatever. There's she the needs scene to be where a she... nice, accommodating person yeah. and all that. I right. don't know. Yeah. It is crazy because like... She, when, should, she should smile a little. When she yeah. does that bit... <laughs> Come on, sweetie. Why don't you smile a little? When she does that bit in the actual cut of the movie, yeah. you're like, oh, this is right. I, this is some hilarious it idea. It feels Brooks very Brooksy. Right, yeah. where it's like, oh, like, everyone in Hollywood's always so mean. Like, what if I came up with like a crazy sci-fi explanation right. for it? And instead, clearly, it was the movie's... The producers are like, she's too me. Yeah. You come up with a crazy sci-fi explanation for that. But I remember in the old cut, once again, we watched it three, four months ago. Didn't want to rent it again. I remember not only the scene where in an aside, she says like, hey, I'm sorry about the other day. I'm on new medication. Hold me. Uh, not a bad cabinet. I'm yeah, working on it. Good. Imagine the voice of her child with Albert Brooks if they made it. <laughs> you sound like a pterodactyl, a Jewish pterodactyl. I want to see a movie where it's like a love triangle between Brooks Kavner and Nolte. And they're trying to figure out the paternity of the child based on the voice. And they're like, it's close. Is it more Nolte or Brooks? Listen to me. I don't know what you're talking about. I just got sidetracked on the idea of the Jewish pterodactyl. And I want him to be named Shlomo. And there to be a children's book about Shlomo, the Jewish pterodactyl. Hey, look. I mean, that's your first million dollar idea, I think, right there. I'll do anything to get those book rights. Thank you. Uh, we're starting a, a new publishing imprint as well. <laughs> yep. 
uh, blank check press. Um, but uh, I also remember a moment in the theatrical version where you see her taking the pills. Like there's some weird just sort of like ben. connection material stuff. What's up, Ben? Ben's pointing at something. Intro the guest. We did, didn't oh, we? We did. Oh, it's still Esther Zuckerman. <laughs> She's back in the studio. I don't think we did, right? Oh, no, I don't think you did, but like, I, I'm still here. Yes, it's still, still Esther. She's thing. been here in the studio for yeah, four months honestly, waiting. I'm glad we're finally recording so you can get out of here. Yeah. 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 They they trapped me here. She's had to sit very <laughs> silently. <laughs> been here for three months. When there, did we There's record? a pile of cup of noodles. Yeah. There's yeah. a pile of, oh, Pacino's waking up. Hey. I may sleep. But your retrospective was so well done at the Quad <laughs> Cinema. I know. Thanks to see me somewhere else. <laughs> um... No, Esther, I mean, I, I apologize. <laughs> the best damn C. Mason Wells shout out there could possibly be. <laughs> Esther, I apologize. You've had to slurp your cup of noodles quietly during episodes of Snooki's podcast. Wait, for does the last... have a podcast on Audioboom? Yes, I produce it. <laughs> it's called How is It's she? Happening. Oh, well, How is she? Yeah. I... Nicole's great. Okay. First name basis, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Richard oh. Law- Lawson mm. recently got retweeted. Oh, yeah, she was, she was mean to him. Because he threw some shade at an event. He went oh, to yes, the premiere saw, event. I Although I feel yeah. like he was more throwing shade at himself. You know, it was more of a sort of, oh, yeah. I'm so old. Jersey yeah. Shore but, is like being revived. But yeah. her response was, well, Wanna, it sounds like you should write a book or something to that effect, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. I know. I couldn't tell if she knew he'd written a book or if she was just like. She definitely didn't know. Oh, in some snooky shade. Yeah. Well, maybe she like Googled him. She's a know. big YA head. Is she? No. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about her. I haven't seen Jersey Shore since, I don't know, 2010, like yeah. whatever it was on. <laughs> the family's back. Jersey Shore is back. The family's back. Esther's back in the studio. Yes. I'm Esther I'll do anything. Zuckerman, the great Esther Zuckerman. The musical cut. So let's She's let's got clarify. a sort of crossed arms, like kind of a Esther face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what's an Esther face? I don't know. Sort of like a... Like one of those classic Esther faces. <laughs> Wait, that sort of reminds me of like, a song. I was do the song. Oh. You are the best. No, don't do that fucking no, song. You can do everything. Griffin, stop it. You can do everything you want. Wait, wait, after literate, but I, like, like, I guess Esther face is sort of like a smirk, but without like the meanness that comes with a smirk. Oh, like a sort of a knowing smile. It's sort of like that's sometimes great. you laugh, sometimes you that's not cry. What it is. No, that's not how the song goes. Well, like that, to be clear. After after watching the after watching the musical, like I didn't remember any of the songs except I got on the train being like like on the way here being like you are the best like it just started singing yeah, it it's incredibly uh, I am an idiot I don't remember the words to the baby song does she have that scene in the original movie where she's like with Jolie Richardson and she does three different takes yes and yeah like, that is wow. yeah right because there's that weird child star musical number okay let's just Ugh. like go through the musical numbers Ugh, yeah let's, like all, let's just like do the numbers and then we can just talk about whatever I'll say this yeah. this is definitely a more fascinating watch because of the meta element of like here's this movie that's so much around testing movies that aren't working yeah. and we're watching the test print where like there's no score uh-huh. there aren't sound effects right. there are literally the like quality is bad there are real breaks like every yeah, there are real breaks, which 15 are actually minutes kind of there's like a technicolor countdown mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. did you like the real breaks Ben? Did. Yeah, yeah they're cool yeah. they are the best no. No, they it. can do no. everything I want the listener to be to know that every time Griffin does that he literally puts his hands on sometimes his hips sometimes you laugh <laughs> like sometimes he does all you the cry <laughs> she does that thing where she puts her hands under her face I know to signify sadness and she does the same thing when it's gonna I'm gonna like be on her TV tears. Yeah. 
and they're going to give me money. I mean, she sucks. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, child. She is the worst. She's, she, she's older she now, so I think anything. she can take it. Yeah, she's but, 30, 31 years um, old. Yeah. I think the musical actually makes her slightly better. I yes, I think that's true, too, just because it makes everything seem more heightened anyway. So it's yeah. sort of like, she, yeah, she doesn't she's stick out quite as strangely. Like, shrill. Her, oh, that's, yeah. a bad word. that's a bad word to say about a woman. I'm sorry. I'm a yeah, but she's not woman. a woman. She's a like, girl. Yeah. She okay. literally is. She's shrill. not a girl. <laughs> she's a demon. Let's be honest. She's a little, she's a succubus from hell. I, I don't know how mean we heard and, and it is probably annoying for the listener because they just listened to the episode yeah. and yeah. I don't remember anything about it, but yeah. I don't know how mean we were, but she's awful. I'll say, I mean, we're going to be meaner this episode because we had to watch it a second <laughs> time. <laughs> that's the thing. Griffin kept being like, let's do this, guys. And I kept being like, I have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I like. I I definitely zoned out during not the musical. I mean, numbers. mostly yeah. you just want. I was watch like the musical working numbers. on other yeah, things, exactly. right. and then like um the the uh, what was the thing I was gonna say? Well, we'll get we'll get to it in order. But I feel like her number, her big solo number, she has is a disaster. Ugh. But it's also the one moment where I sort of see what he wanted to get at by making it a musical. If that makes sense. Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, well, let, we'll let's do all the get numbers. To that. So the opening number is. Wow. <laughs> Which immediately I'm like, we made a terrible mistake. Which is a real Prince title. Like it is a yeah. real title yeah. for a song. That like, is the song that I, I will say I do remember from when the listeners that I did read the lyrics to yeah. Wow. Oh, that's right. That yes. was what right. was like, I, that, I so Wow was a song that I knew uh, was it, in it. It contains to the the lyrics, uh, make it L to the A, R, G, E, large. Yes. They so, keep on saying L to the A, R, G, E. It's basically kind of like a chorus line number, right? Like it's sort of like a God, I hope I get it number. Not it's, really, because the lyrics really. aren't about that. Yeah, they're, you're they're right. They're like boasting after yeah. premiering a show. And where are they supposed to be? They're at like I think a they're party. They're in New York or something. They're at. Nolte's God is like. He's on Broadway. Or something. <laughs> right. Well, let's just take it's it like from a the hair top. type number. It's like it's, like, it's like a hair type show. What? I thought you guys one, were going to sing all the songs. Oh, okay. yeah, we're going to sing. But that's the thing two. is it feels like a weird kind of like outcasty show. And then they're in this like big ballroom kind of space. And he's playing like he's playing 10 years younger. He's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be mid 80s, I guess. I think the show that they're doing is supposed to be like a Jesus Christ superstar. Right. Topical sure. reference. Right. Um, rip off. Uh -huh. Because the one thing we know about the show is in the reviews, everyone gets a bad review, but Matt Hobbs in the Matt Hobbs in the supporting role as Jesus. Right, right, right. right is right. great. And okay. he's got the hair. It's like a Godspell. Kind of looks like he's a in God hair spell, or Godspell. Hair or right, right, right. Crunchy, yeah, yeah. hippie yeah. musical yeah, yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of thing. And that yeah. makes sense for like, 20 years before yeah. 1994. Yes, yes. Like, right, yeah. Right, but it's this musical number of all of them doing this victory lap, and then you realize at the end of it that the victory lap is just that they've done their first performance, but they still haven't gotten the reviews. I think it's like opening or something. It's right. like the opening night party. And and the music is like really bad white man funk. Like, it's synthy, like overproduced. It's not very musically. Like, they don't, none of them sound like story no. songs. They sound like Bad R and B ballads. Well, but that's why they were able to take them out and still have a move completely because they didn't right. have any. Yeah, it reflects purpose. horribly that you can just take the songs out. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a bad sign. The movie survives taking the songs out. It's not and good. And there are yeah. long periods in it. So this like first number happens, and then there's like twenty minutes with no singing. And also, most of the actors clearly were like, "I don't want to sing in this fucking thing." So all the musical numbers are mostly centered around. Like Broadway, yeah, like, sort of like ensemble ensembles. people, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they just get people who clearly have like musical theater background and do a lot of choreography and a lot of singing. And then anytime it's one of our principals singing, 
They're sort of talk singing and they just kind of sit in a chair. And they feel like most of the numbers feel like weird, almost like cartoony interludes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they almost like, feel like act breaks before. Yeah. Like, it's like a it, like after these messages, we'll be right back. Even though you said your thing about like, you know, you get it makes the girl a little less, a little more tolerable. Yeah. Like. It's not what you want, though. It's not like, because what I thought was like, right, okay, well, with the musicals, maybe some of these more heightened scenes like the monologue you did, they'll fit better. Like, it'll be more like, oh, we're in a crazy heightened world of Hollywood. James L. Brooks has said when he explained why he wanted to make it a musical, that's like, it's this idea of getting at these ecstatic emotions that you don't have words for. And the only way for it to come out is, is through like song, which Which is like, is like musicals right that's but right but it's like that's a pretty smart analysis of why the musical exists as a storytelling form and why you want to have songs in a show to like get the things that couldn't be expressed through mere words you know and it's also it often works very well if songs kind of function like interior monologues if not literally the dialogue that would sound way too sort of expository if the characters were saying it and then so many of these songs are just like fucking wallpaper it's just like a song about all them being happy well, I mean, this is the problem with when you have, like, a bunch of different composers try to write songs right, for right. a musical, which, like, I, you know, it is one of the criticisms I have for the otherwise delightful SpongeBob on Broadway. Right, which is, I've heard that Which criticism. is, like... It's not very cohesive. Well, because no, yeah. every song is written by every someone different. Although different then I heard artist. that, like, there was a lot of work done to try and add cohesion later. And... It is otherwise delightful. Mm, I right. want to be on record saying that. Mm-hmm. But like but like the songs are sort of boring and you don't really have a distinctive through, through line because right. every a different person wrote all of them. But they are better, much better than what is in I'll See, Do Anything. I mean the style, the only style shared by all the songs in this movie are is shitty. They mm-hmm. they share a shitty style of music. Yeah. And then they all also function differently. Like, they all have different ideas of how a musical number would work in this movie. So there's not even a cohesion in, like, you know, oh, oh, these are the types of moments where they break out into the song, and the songs serve this sort of story function. Right. It didn't feel like Brooks went to these artists and be like, I need a song for this moment. He said, like, give me a song, and right, I'll try right. to fit it I'll in. I'll fit it in. And, and almost like DVD chapter breaks where it's like, okay, there's an edit at minute 21. Yeah. Could we fit a song in here? Um, so, so wow is the first thing that ends with the, um, uh, someone producer. Yeah. Well, no, getting the review on the phone, which she's trying to transcribe the review as they read it to her off of the phone. And she transcribes it into like the largest piece (laughs) of paper in the world is like, so, so at least you're like, kind of like, okay, well this feels so heightened that maybe this will smooth out some of the other sections of the movie, which never happens again. Like, the rest of the movie still feels overly big and out of whack. But the review is bad. He's the only thing that gets a good notice. But the other thing they set up here, which otherwise is not covered in the movie, is that Tracy Ullman is in the play with him and yeah, that she was an also an, an actor. Actress, yeah. Yeah. But they don't seem to like each other then. Then it's hard cut to them. No, he like, it's like she's standing with somebody else and he's, and it's like. He like makes a pass. He, he a goes pass. like, looking good today. And he, they're like, is it you or is it me? Then hard cut to him watching the Emmys, which is otherwise the cold open. Of yeah, the no, then you just cut. cut to the movie. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. But, the, but. And then there's like 20 on, minutes wait, with no the music. On the TV, when they're watching the Emmys, they are doing a number of wow before it goes into this category. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 Mater. Uh, 
So then 20 minutes go, and the next musical number is the titular I'll Do Anything, right? Yes. This is Albert Brooks's tap dancing focus group number. Yes, which I thought there was a number there originally, but I wasn't, but I thought it was different than that what was. That was not the number I thought no. it was going to be. Or no. Twyla. Albert Brooks is weirdly the What actor. do you think happened to Twyla on this one, she Ben? Got thwarped. <laughs> ben said that to me off mic, and I knew that had to be used on mic. <laughs> okay. Five comedy points, Ben. Five alley points, David. Thank you. Um, Albert Brooks is weirdly the guy who acquits himself best of the principal actors. Like, it's very embarrassing to watch, but you're like, you're really committing to this. Whereas, like, Nolte feels really one foot in, one foot out. Well, Nolte has one song. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. But even he looks so embarrassed while doing the song. Yeah. Brooks is like, it's more he's embarrassing because he's trying, but you also got to give him an A for effort. Yeah. But he's really like, he's Harvey Firesteening it. Like right. I mean, he knows not, he yeah. doesn't have vocal range, but he's really giving it his all. And he's doing a lot of like impassioned, like fist thrusts. A lot of hip, a lot of hip, a lot, lot of hip, a lot of hip work. Walking, because like, you know, when you're singing and walking, like you right. gotta have a certain like body language to it. And he's selling it. Right. Well, because it's like Albert Brooks can't sing. No. Albert Brooks can't dance. No. No. So I guess the way they is he just sort of barks and right like hip whack and other like, people like that's tap what they got. dance right. It's him pulling up into the first uh, test screening yeah. of uh, what's the movie called again? I don't know. It's, it's the, the one meat, with the the meat movie. Yeah, the meat movie yeah. With Woody <laughs> yeah. Isn't it called Prime Suspect or something? No. Oh, no. Ground Zero. Is it? Yes, it is called Ground Which Zero. Which is such a weird. But that's right. right. Yeah, it doesn't. Because it's pre nine. Otherwise, it's all I don't know meat puns. Um. But it's like he pulls in. The crowd is waiting to get and in. And he's like, I'll do it. They <laughs> greet him like it's a premiere and he's a star. And he's he does, a fucking hobgoblin. He he's does like this Rumpel number Stilskin. where he's like trying to seduce them into liking his movies. Like it's supposed to be, I guess, like, yeah, oh, this is sort of it's an a seduction song. Truth right. of him trying to constantly court the a public. A lot of the music is weirdly like sexy sounding. Yeah. That's Am the I thing. wrong? It sounds like, like bad fuck music. It sounds like bad white man funk. It sounds like the music that like your dad would dance to in like 1991 and like bite his lip and like stick his thumbs yeah. out. Like this has got a real groove to it, you know? It's like wedding band music. Yeah, it's yes. like real wedding band music. So he does this super sexual number. In which, uh, you know, a bunch of dancers flank him and give it their all. There is tapping. I do love a tap number. Yeah. And then it goes the into... tap number is one of my favorite numbers. Now, can you imagine being at the first test screening of this movie? The, like, now historic, I mean, disastrous test screening right. where you're watching this number and you in the audience are the audience turning against the movie that is depicting an audience turning against a movie and the producer going through a crisis. Like, the levels of this must have just been mind-boggling. Right? Yeah, yeah. no, I thought about that. And it's, like, weird because it should be... I mean, I guess I thought about it a little bit when we were when I was watching it the first time, but it's worse. Watching like, the version that, like... Because yeah. Julie Kavner comes out and she's like, so the movie isn't done yet. The colors aren't ready. And you're like, you're describing what I'm watching right now on a bootleg. That's true. I'm excited that spoiler alert Yardley Smith yeah. appears. She pops up. And gets you a have, solo. Do you have, do you have she one? She gets a solo. Oh, boy. And she's do in this Do you have a Yardley Smith? Um, oh God. I mean, it's a distinctive voice. Yeah. Because um, when she no, does it no, in no. as good as it gets, you're like, there she is. Yeah, Yardley Smith. No, I can't. It's, it's too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good line to say. I don't. 
I mean, yeah, that's yeah. the bit is that Lisa doesn't have. Right. A, if anyone needs yeah, me, I'll be in my room. Yeah. Which is if anyone one of the funniest... needs me, I'll be in my room. No, no it's not good. It's no. not good. No. I love that Simpsons bit so much. So good. Yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, Lisa is the greatest character in the history of television. Yeah. And I am tired of people using Lisa Simpson as a fucking pejorative that's insult. Just, they're so that's just stupid. That's just morons. idiots. Yeah. yeah. It's just like literal morons. Yeah. What yeah. a fucking misread Excuse of me. everything. I like Homer. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, they're he's all a funny good. It's a good show. Okay, Homer's genius How you, because yep. he could reference uh, uh, Warren Burger, right? <laughs> but then he's also yes. a dumb man who would try to eat a pie and then run into a like the overhead like fan. Yeah, yeah Homer's pretty cool. All right, so the third number the, is the third number is, and there's like decent chunks like a breaks so like it's this it's like is not twenty minutes per number. Just yeah, about. yeah, pretty much. The third number would be... Oh, no, the third number is Tracy Ullman, which is right. one of the creepiest oh, things. Boy. That... Oh, boy. Yeah, this, right, right. this is where it went from bad to reprehensible. Yeah. That... The third number is Tracy Ullman. I think the fourth number is the daughter. Like, yes. that's the real pit. Like, right. that is And they're no also, good. both of those numbers are weirdly religious. They're about yes. God. Right. The, Ullman the, yeah. also, like, she can't sing. Like, I could have sworn she could sing. Yeah, no, she can't Isn't really she, sing. she, like, done Broadway? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I'm just saying, like, she was like weirdly off key. She's at least done like filmed music. Like, she was in Into the Woods, the movie, and she was. She she did Once Upon a Mattress on ABC. Oh, a non-live Wonderful World of Disney version of Once Upon a Mattress. The early Marin and Zayden. Yeah, Yeah, she only she only did a one woman show on Broadway. So I don't know. But she's done musicals. I mean, I don't. I don't don't know. know. She just didn't. She wasn't uh, hitting them notes for me but here. But her song is so fucking weird. It's, it's weird. It is about, it is like, it's the list of things that, but, reminders. Right. And it's like, say your prayers. Look both ways before crossing Don't cross the on a yellow. Always wait What's for a green. There's a weird squeaky noise. There's a weird squeaky noise. It's gone. Was that me? I don't know. No, I don't know. You heard it too, right? I did. Yeah. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Is it haunted? <laughs> that was fucking weird, dude. It was like, yeah. All right, come on, keep keep going, Esther. Um, she do her weird religious number. Oh yeah, yeah it's like don't cro- like yeah, it's don't cross on a yellow. There's a green. Mm-hmm. Is it me? I don't know. Is it someone's chair? Maybe. Maybe it's my chair. I'm maybe sorry. It's your chair. Okay. Don't cross on. <laughs> 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 is it God? It might be God. It might be squeaky. It's frog. because oh no, we 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 made him angry. Oh oh, by not listening to the reminder. <laughs> not listening. To, whoa! I just got loud. Okay, it's thank you, Ben. Um, no, it's it's a very strange number, and she's really intense in it. It's like God will be like God will make things right. Right, and then the overarching theme of the number. It ends with her saying what she's been singing because essentially the song has like five sentences that she just keeps on singing over and over again. Yes. And in the movie, they just cut into her saying it the last time rather than singing it. I guess. Because she does say it. I, I was like, why yeah. do these lyrics sound familiar? It's because they keep in the time she says it in dialogue. Well, even in dialogue before she starts singing, she's right. telling her like, don't brush your teeth. If you don't brush your teeth, like your mouth will fill with blood and you'll choke on your own blood. Oh, God. So then the daughter continues to be a nightmare. She's super unpleasant. Uh, She's the same. Right. And then they give her this number 20 minutes in when Matt is like, 
You mean 20 minutes into her appearing. Right, 20 Which minutes Which again is like 40 minutes into the movie. I kind right. of forgot about that too. Yeah. This movie is such a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> like this movie should be about Brooks and Kavner. Yeah, that should be Nolte the whole Nolte should be a supporting role maybe. Yeah. And like, it should just be like a Hollywood comedy. Right. Not like that a child rearing comedy. No. no, the fix is you make this into a meta movie. Where, no, you're where putting more layers What in. happens is it's somewhere <laughs> in the middle act. of the movie, the like, the like film melts. Yeah. And then they try and just like the gremlins of, take over the theater. Yeah. Try yeah. to fix it. Yeah. Kind of, you know, yeah. and then there's new actors and it should have just been self-aware enough I, to be like, this is bad. Gremlins is referenced in this movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I, what do I know? I'm the person who passed on Gremlins. Or I mean, this is says. the Ready yeah. Player One of the 90s, right? 100%. <laughs> I think I think Ben's on something. What if every 20 minutes in this movie, they cut to a test screening of what you had just seen and people throwing their chairs at the wall and going like, okay, let's start over. And what then if- the 20 minutes later of watching them trying to fix that movie would then pan out to... A test screening. What if it cuts to James L. Brooks just like in his apartment, just like trying to figure out what to yeah. do and like at a typewriter is just like talking to his producer and like that would have made it more interesting. <laughs> it's like the discreet charm of the like the bourgeoisie of focus groups. <laughs> that would be good. I'd be I mean I sure. I mean I just also like I watched this movie, especially it's watching it a unfixable. second time. It's it feels pretty fundamentally no, unfixable. Yeah, I don't think this is an idea that ever should have worked. But no. I, do, I do think that's I the mean, stronger movie is the Brooks Kavner movie. I think so. I think it's just more automatically funny and more what he knows. And then all these weird more, interludes with yeah. like the lady upstairs and like the TV show like are just like, you're like, what is this doing in this movie? Yeah, but even, I mean, it's just like there's no story no, anywhere. No. There's nothing. There's, like, no, like, there's even, not enough even to Even the Brooks and Kavner to. stuff, I mean, sure, because they're like sort of they're interesting characters yeah. and they're good but, actors, but that but section like, also has a little more bite to it in terms of him trying to like satirize the industry. Whereas when I watch the Nolte stuff, it's a lot of like the forced manufactured, like, isn't this charming that plagues later Brooks films. Right. Coupled with like, right. I've been a struggling actor for the last fucking decade and I watch this movie and I'm like, I could not give less of a shit about what Nick Nolte's going through. You know, like I'm someone who's like lived through most of his <laughs> struggles and I'm just like, I don't want to see a movie about this. What's the fourth number? Oh, is it the kid? The fourth number is the kid. I think. Yeah, she has yeah. like a sort of Annie type so, somewhere out there suddenly, number, right? Suddenly I wish someone back. would call me sweetie. It's, I would call me like, baby. Fucking nuts. Yeah, because it's a little... It, it, she's talking about this lonely life of mine. Because it I feels have kind nobody. of like a, a Prince fuck I would song. love to be somebody... I would love to be someone's baby. Yeah. It's. I don't know who wrote this one. It is. It feels weird. princey to me. Well, is, some of the other writers I should note: uh, Sinead O'Connor, Carol, Carol King. King. This might right. have been Carol King. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I know Carol sure. King wrote "You Are the Best." Yeah, you I mean, you know, it was about. But those are like three of the most accomplished songwriters. I know. They're yeah. quite famous. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Some of the yeah. best and, pop songs. And and no, just, that's the weird thing is watching this movie, it feels like James L. Brooks wrote and composed the songs. Like you feel like yeah. the explanation for the songs is like, well, it's James L. Brooks. He's not a songwriter. And instead it's like, no, he totally just, farmed no, that it's out. It's like artists half-assing it because they got asked to do a favor for James L. Yeah. Brooks is the thing. Yeah, sure. And it's like, come on, write me one song. Write me right. two songs. Yeah. And But also it's James L. Brooks being like, hey, I am like an, a bulletproof guy. Right. Yeah. Like the movie's going to hit and the song, you'll make money. It'll right. be great. Everyone's going to, it's going to be great for everybody. But like, so I'm this fucking number. James L. Brooks is probably how we talk. This right? number is. Yeah, I'm fucking James. Yeah. Fucking Canyon Jim. Get in the canyon. <laughs> At Canyon Jim. This movie, uh, or this number rather, is uh, uh, bad. 
Uh, I find it weirdly creepy. It feels it's weirdly sexual creepy. to me. I wanted to um, die watching yes. it. I felt yeah. the urge to not be alive. It's really creepy. <laughs> but and it's really and the god stuff is really like not to be agreed. The god stuff is really creepy. But that's it's also like, what makes me feel like Lord, it's princey. It's like will I don't know, but it's like yeah, like will the Lord come and save me? And it's like. What? Why are we talking You're about right. this? You're right. The God stuff is weird. The God yeah. stuff is super weird. And I don't know whether it was like, because maybe they're trying to make it like Tracy Ullman was something, some sort of like fundamental. Like, right. I don't know. But it's the God stuff is super weird and out of place. Or it's just like an easy substitute for like, I don't know what else to say in a song. So I'm just going to say God. Yes. But I do feel like on a narrative level, this is the one time the song actually works with the movie, even though the number You're itself is saying it's literally is just bad. describing the, her place in the story at this moment. It actually yeah, works in terms of storytelling. Yeah, it does like the absolute bare minimum what a number should her do. Right, internal right. monologue yeah. dramatized. And I also think like and the it way- turns, It's like the turn when she's slightly becoming sort of more better. And it, <laughs> more yes, better. yes, more better. Yeah, slightly, um, slightly more better palatable character no right, more better at least you're getting yeah. more, better. more better is i think the official term that's right but you're at least like feeling like her struggle as opposed to her just being like fucking dennis the menace and then also i think even the setup of like matt's there listening to music on his headphones yeah so it's, it's nice. like her not being able to like communicate with him it's like you see in a more functional movie with good songs, right? If his goal was make a modern musical, mm -hmm. maybe the device is the songs come in every time someone can't find the words to say what they wish they could say to someone else. And it's these moments of miscommunication. Like, it's the things that people are saying to themselves that they wish they could communicate to others, which isn't yeah. profound, but that's, that's also, how it would, would work in a like story. A that's lot of good musicals right. is what they do. Do. Right, I mean, right. Well, they need to at least in a, for a musical to be halfway good. Right, they should at least either fit the story or be good songs. Right, and and right. in this case, they basically are neither. This one, I guess, sort of nominally, like basically, fits the story. Now, the next number comes very shortly after, yes. which is "You Are the Best." Now, that's a great number. The one that's kept in. It's one of the best songs ever written. I mean, it won the Pulitzer Prize. It did, and it won the presidency too. It did. It was nominated and but, won the presidency won the in an off vote. year. Yeah, right. Like I mean, there wasn't even supposed to be an election. Midterm election. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But everyone just wrote it in for president, okay. and then there was a whole <laughs> debate about can a song be the president? And everyone decided, yeah. It but, can. But it's when, that good. When you go into that room where she has two songs close together, I'm almost like, he could have made a movie where it's just like one character sings. You know? Like, yeah, I, I was just yeah, thinking sure, of where narrative it's like, devices. That's the gimmick that, like, yeah. for some reason, Nick Nolte... <laughs> I guess the reason you don't do that is like then it would be Nick Nolte it would be the but, obvious. But it would make more sing. sense if it was the girl, and it's like you know, in in but a then movie, the movie where, would have to be about the girl, right? In a movie, <laughs> right. right? I mean, like here's the thing: how do you fix this movie? You, you burn have it. the you two throw old guys from the Muppets, Tyler and Waldorf. Yeah, pull out to them, and they're like, "This is terrible." I mean, that's why it's not half bad. Yeah, it's all bad. <laughs> that's why they're so smart, though. The Muppets? They, no, well, sure, but yeah. I mean, Sattler and Waldorf. It's you could always just be like, this this sketch isn't like 100%. Well, why yeah. don't we just cut to Statler and Waldorf yeah. in the middle? Right. Like, it'll just <laughs> no, ease everyone's tension. That's the thing is, like, that. that's one of the best fucking devices it's in the history of television. Funny. Like, they can always dunk on themselves. And if the sketch is great, they get a laugh on a laugh. Like, exactly. they still get the joke. How do you feel about Statler and Waldorf? I love Statler and Waldorf. They fucking rule. They're pretty cool. Do you, are you more of a Statler or more of a Waldorf? 
Statler's uh, long, big chin. Waldorf is the mustache, sort of roundy guy. I like Statler's this one, and Waldorf is this one. Yeah, I like yeah. Waldorf better. I think I'm a Waldorf guy. Waldorf too. just I really have thought about it. He's got that mischievous squint. You know, right, what he's mean? got the eyes that are sort of like half closed. Yeah. Waldorf, yeah. I'm like, what's gonna come out of this guy's mouth next? You know. Was, can we not talk about the other numbers? Yeah, can we? <laughs> can we wrap this up? Remember, this is going to be short. This movie out forever. <laughs> That's the fix. You burn it. Yeah, for real. Burn it. Can we just talk about Rosie? O- the cut to Rosie O'Donnell and Woody Harrelson rapping at the end. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so the, I mean, we can go quickly through well, the next couple of numbers. <laughs> yeah, Julie Kavner has one no, at okay, the no, restaurant. There's, there's the one where it's like it's only make believe, and it's like before he's going into the test, and it's right. like that's where Yard- Yardley Smith. It's yeah. all yeah. actors yeah. in the back lot prepping right. for their big It's basically yes. an audition. That's I, kind of an I you hope I get it. You know. That one made me think. <laughs> it really did. Because what they're saying ben is... Ben appears to be having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> it really made me think. He has a look in his eyes that I can only describe as manic. Everyone's trying out for the same part. And Ben's like, eyes are bleeding. <laughs> it's like they're all saying it in different ways. His some of them have so like so takes. Some have slower takes. So it's like... We're all just meat in a ben, market. Ben. And he's not even bleeding wanna, from the socket. It's straight uh, from the pupil. I just want to talk about something. I want to talk about something for our listeners. Gr- Griff and Ben and I have been recording this show, you know, in like, in sort of a marathon form for the last few months. We've been right? recording approximately 15 episodes a right. day. We've been doing a lot of episodes. And uh, in I order think, to make uh, it through filming. And we've th- had a lot of fun doing it, but I think Ben might have lost his mind. Did he, he- break Ben? Yeah, I think Ben might be Ben broken. admitted to me the other day, Uh-oh. and he said it with kindness, and he said, I, don't take this the wrong way. You know I love you guys, right? but I've totally had enough of you guys. <laughs> it's just been, it's been, we demanded a lot of him, and uh, he's, he's, he's yeah. stepped to the plate, but I think that making him watch I'll Do Anything for the second time yeah. in a worse format, now and longer. then record an additional episode about it that is now pushing an hour in length, oh, has destroyed him. Our idea was originally 10 minute addendum. We're at 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. Maybe a little less, because so we cut a lot of weird New York City yeah. gossip out of this. Yeah, show. we were talking, we were throwing some shade, we were talking greasy. <laughs> So there, there's, there's the gotta yeah, hope I great. get it, we did great. which very shortly after is followed by the weird stage parent version. Yeah, of there's it. this. Yeah. No, and, and instead of it's only make believe, it says it's only childhood, which is so creepy. I know, but right. you know what? I like again, like that. At least I can see like Brooks's idea, right? Like you can see, like oh, it's right. It's this meta musical about Hollywood, and it'll make fun of like all the conventions. And it'll be dark. Going, I'm not Chinese, right? Where he's like, I'm yeah. gonna make a big musical comedy said, about Hollywood, but also like it'll have nudity. That's like <laughs> the like, thing. You know, like the right? reason why I I feel like if he was gonna pick a lane, it should be Kavner and Brooks over Nolte and the daughter is that the best version of this movie I don't know if there's any good version of the movie but the best version of this movie is the meanest one he has in his system because he clearly hates the industry right right he clearly hates the machinery of it and the the scenes where he takes his knife out like aren't good but they at least seem to have some sort of like driving force behind them. Yeah, that much he has more so contempt. than like the weird father daughter relationship which it's like do you really care about this or do you feel like people will think this is charming is it like, I don't know, this is the kind okay, of thing Esther. that happens in a movie. Yeah, Esther has fallen head. asleep. No, got in her got in my head. So the creepy child number, which I hate, because it just makes me think about like this fucking like, I've talked about like, I really want to be a stage kid. My parents wouldn't let yeah. me, but I'd go to auditions occasionally. And I would always be there with like parents like that. It's creepy. With kids who clearly hated acting. 
And yeah. we're like, I wish I was playing basketball. And I was like, huh, honey, remember, it's make-believe. You like this. This is fun. And then would look to my mom and I being like, thumbs up. He loves it. Sometimes he just gets like this. Here, have a Mountain Dew. Ugh. You know, like real, like it's honey gross. boo boo well, but shit. That was always, I mean, that was the problem when you watch the movie the first time. And it's like suddenly there's like a happy ending because she gets cast on a pilot, which in this version does not get picked up. Even though, like, I don't know how that happens because they're just filming the pilot, but like. They say it's the first time they've tested it with, with the audience or whatever. It like, no it's sense. like, it makes no fucking it makes never no do sense. That. It's one of these movies that drives me crazy where it's like an inside showbiz movie, which, like, A, who gives a shit? Right. But and, B, and you're the inside the industry and you get all the tangible details no, wrong. No, but it's like, they don't get things wrong. They change things into something wrong because they have to fit it into a plot. And you're like, right, so why'd you make the goddamn thing in the first place? Right. Right. You right. Know. What's the other? We're missing. Oh, well, they're right. The Kavner number at the restaurant which is sort of Brooksian in that she's not singing that hard like it's more of a whisper but people are dancing right well it's like he's doing the dance it's like a ballet of shoes right right right. it's a little bit more of like and and everybody says I love you like Popeye style like the yeah. musical numbers are characters kind of quietly muttering to themselves, you know, which maybe would have worked better. I know, what everybody says I Loves You is a way better movie than this yes. movie. And they are kind of in a somewhat similar and wheelhouse. Popeye's an American masterpiece. Popeye's great. Popeye right. has good music. Yeah, but they're yeah. also, it's... He needs me, he needs The songs me, are great, but they also kind of function the way Brooks wants the songs to function in this. Like, the songs are sort of like characters muttering to themselves, like weird internal monologues. Yeah. And they're not story songs. You know, they're just like characters talking about being lonely and they don't really do choreography. They're not belters, you know, they're not ballads. Um, It feels like he was like stuck in between like because then this number becomes almost like a dream sequence where it's like him having to do the dance of impressing everyone at the restaurant. And it's once again, fucking Brooks like thrusting his dick around. Uh, He's got a nice dick. He probably has a nice dick. Esther, what do you think? Not about the dick, just about the song. Yeah, don't talk about it. What do you think about Albert Brooks' dick? That's a, I I don't know. It was fine. I started getting really bored. Then. Yeah. At this yeah. point, I was like so <laughs> sick of this movie yeah. and yeah. this shit new version of it that was worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, and not answering the questions I had. You know what I mean? It wasn't because well, whenever you hear like, about like some forgotten like cut right. version no, of a movie, it's just yeah, the same movie with these bad songs right. added in. It's just and bad. it's like, I mean, I think the question that I'd have for Brooks is like, w- like what, what. Like, it, it, who are your Hit guys? Me. Like, <laughs> who, are, who are they? Yeah. No, but like, who, who are your musical guys? Like, what what musicals do you, are you inspired by to make this movie? Because I think right. that's like, because if you're going to make a mu- musical, like, you have to follow a format. Um, right. And are, are you doing all that jazz? Like, are you doing, right. you know, like the Easter parade? Like, what are you kind do, yeah, of. Yeah, like, are you doing cabaret? Like, are you right. doing some, like, what are you doing? What is your what was your intention for this and I because I like I genuinely don't know I thought as David said like I thought this would answer that question but it doesn't that's the weird thing is like those there are movies that we've talked about certainly like sort of check bounce movies where you're like I wish I could just see what their original version was because I can see how it probably wasn't better but at least was more cohesive rather than like the mush we got and then this it's like we watched the theatrical version we were like this has so many weird gaps in it. I bet the musical would like bring the room together. Oh. And you watch this and it's like, it's no, it's just another jarring element. I read an interview with Hans Zimmer last night when I was looking for someone involved talking about the process of making this movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he said he went to the first test screening and they hadn't told the audience it was a musical. And they told them anything? 
They were like, it's the new comedy from James L. Brooks. Okay, sure. You know? And um, they hadn't told him it was a musical. And the uh, when the first song happens 20 minutes in, they just like revolted. He was like, they got furious because the movie had done nothing which is weird i guess no because the the dead the cold opens the musical number but that feels somewhat integrated i guess like he was saying that he felt like the movie was in no way built around the song so the audience didn't feel primed for it and they got angry about it and he said that was my lesson when i was scoring the lion king was like i needed the circle of life opening like the chance yeah. right. at the beginning to prime the audience to like these characters going to break out in a song because it wasn't like a broadway musical it right was, like, well the lion king came out the same year as this right and is like circle of life is the opposite it's like perfect right yeah. right. right it does exactly that but he yeah. was saying like i needed my score before circle of life starts to feed into that to prime the audience for Absolutely. it because right. he had no hand in writing the songs for this no. No, he was at that test screen trying to figure out how to score around it. I knew, yeah. And he was like, this is impossible. The audience can't get on the same page with this thing. But it's weird that both he and James L. Brooks are like, yeah, it's too bad. We never got a fair shake with that movie. The audience wasn't ready. And neither of them are like, you know what I did wrong? <laughs> like, they're both just like, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, it was presented incorrectly. I mean, it's not really Zimmer's fault. No. It's Brooks's fault. Yes. Yeah, he fucked not- up. I he mean, whatever. Up. He had an idea. He had a total blank check. He right. made two giant hit movies. Of course, he, and he the you know, sense. no one said no to him. Yeah. And like, it was just a bad idea. It was just shitty. You know, it has good songs. What? The Lion King. Yeah. Great songs. I mean, not my favorite Disney song. No, Circle no. of Life, though. Circle of Life is. That's the amazing. best song. It's a banger. When I was a kid, my dad At, in the Lion King. Yeah. got. Um, uh, you are uh, the best is the best song ever. <laughs> yes, Correct. Ever. Yeah. Written. And I'm one, two. A Laserdisc player. And. Sure. Like, Ooh. And got the Lion King on Laserdisc and we were like very excited to hear like he, he like set up these speakers right because the whole excited. pitch of Laserdisc because yeah. oh the sound yeah and yeah, so yeah. it was like we were very like we sat down we were very excited to like watch Circle of Life like with it's like you can hear the hook like you can hear the hooves right 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 <laughs> was it good yeah it was great did you have to flip it yeah I probably I don't flipping remember good. flipping yeah. flipping it but yeah. I'm sure um, I never had a laser disc player. They're like the size of like dinner plates. They right? yeah, still yeah. have yeah. still have laser discs. Wow. Um, ben has taken out his samurai sword <laughs> and is trying to figure out where in his chest to stab himself. Ben seems to have written a message in uh, ancient runes. There was yeah. a moment the when Ben was just glowing? like looking at Oh, wait a ceiling. second. It's a color puzzle. Hold on one second. <laughs> um, hey, Esther, you want a mint? <laughs> so, final number. I think, right, there's only oh, one We're num- not talking about this movie anymore. We're done. Final number is a reprise of Wow. It's a reprise of Wow. It's a reprise, it's a reprise but of this like, time. But also, Rosie O'Donnell raps. Yeah, it's, it's rep- backwards this time. It's a reprise of Wow. Palindrome joke. Yeah, nailed it. Five palindrome Sorry, points. Go ahead. There are like a bunch of different reprises in but, this song. But also, yeah, in this version, in, Jolie in Richardson, number. you don't see the, the test. Mm-hmm. And also, the scene where she, like, leaves Nick Nolte hanging, I feel like she's less cruel in this version. Am I wrong? A A little bit? Yeah. I I was so annoyed at the movie at this point, but maybe. It felt a little soft. The sex scene was different too. The sex scene's much longer and much more explicit and weirder. And you kind of see... You kind of see his Mm -hmm. dick in this version. (sighs) Yeah. You see a lot more of them naked. Did you guys also burn your apartment down (laughs) while this was on? Yes, Yes, correct. I just wanted to check I also Freddy Kruegered myself. We should say I'm now in the studio wearing a razor glove covered (laughs) head to toe in hamburger burns. I literally did have a visit from the exterminator while it was on. You did, yeah. And And you asked them to shove the pipe down your throat. (laughs) And he was like, everything (laughs) everything seems fine except for whatever's coming from the TV. I'm getting a bad reading. (laughs) Like the dog is barking at it or whatever. High toxicity over here near your monitor. 
Something rancid I smell coming out of your laptop. Um, so this movie sucks. It's a fucking disaster. Oh, it's, it's so a, bad. It's a the bummer to watch. songs are worse. Right. But the pilot doesn't go in this version. Yeah. And they are trying to figure out how to tell her the bad news. And she's only upset that she thinks it means they're not going to get a party. Mm-hmm. And then when she finds out there is a party, she's fine with it anyway. And they all yeah. sing wow. And, and everyone, <sighs> everyone just cries and pulls their hair out of their heads at the Columbia <laughs> Pictures. Um, yeah. So... I have a question. Please. Yeah, go ahead. Because uh, watching this uh-huh. two times now, yeah, um, <laughs> I two. think that yeah. this is the biggest bounce that we've ever covered on the show, and wow. maybe wow. might be wow. the biggest. Wow, Mater, Mater, wow. Because K nineteen was bad, uh-huh. but wow, interesting that K nineteen is your t- right now your number one. Like oh, this is that well, was. I think by biggest bounce you mean movie you took the absolute least pleasure in watching. No, also, he deserves to be in prison for this movie. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I love how it, it, this is the first movie to cause us to do two episodes on yeah. the same movie, apart yeah. from like the Star Wars it's movies. It's so bad. It's so he should have, I mean, bad. He should have never made a movie it's again. So it's so misbegotten. It, he should be on an island. Yeah. By himself. Yeah. For, forever. Yes. It does. It's, it's, it's a stunning because it just feels like he had complete reign. And a lot of times when we cover like big bounces, it's like, I totally see what they were trying to do. And they like, this got in the way, you know, they weren't thinking through this element. And this, you're like, I don't understand what the best version of this movie was in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole issue. Right. You don't know what the hell his intentions were. No. Um, so what else is up? Yeah, uh, Griff. Griff's about to start filming. About to start filming. This is our, our final. This is my. This is our final, final record. Final record. Um, but, but again, before like solo, guys. It's not like we're never going to see. Yeah, each other it was again. just solo, and uh, and then maybe something else after that. Okay. Maybe there's another summer release that we'll have to cover at the time it comes out. Oh yeah, good point. Uh, I almost knows? said what it was. I know, I know. I know. I was about to say it too, and you're right. Of course, yeah. we don't. We haven't revealed the miniseries. I'll tell you off my guess. And then we're going to oh, do the whole oh, Trip Transylvania oh. trilogy. I, yeah, we. Which I think we reveal that fact on a later episode. But Griffin pitched that, so we're doing. I that. pitched that we're doing all three in one episode. <laughs> he he pitched it by going, "That'd be fun, right? Yeah. It'd be fun." I never really get to do what I want on this show. Uh, Esther, what's up with you? We're checking in. We're checking into the hotel. Yeah, we're gonna check it. I don't know. I just got got a confirmation for the for Avengers. Avengers, yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah, exciting, right? It's the day before my birthday. Are we gonna have like you know? I'll buy you cupcakes. Yeah, thank you. I've do, I've done that. Um, there's a magnolia nice. around the corner. Ha- nice. Have you been invited to the screen? Yeah. Uh, no guests allowed, or else you know. Wow. The, Disney's especially Disney has been, this yeah. one is getting the real Star Wars, where it's right. like. Everyone's basically seeing it like with the premiere. Like, how, you know, like, and no one's going to see it until like the week of. So, how short are you seeing it like the Monday before the Thursday or whatever it is? Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure how much. Say, we should it's talk a, about it's Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, jo- Joanna is going to uh, have a hard time, I think, living in a in a home with you. Where yeah, she does not like that I've days. seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're seeing, I'm seeing it with my girlfriend on Friday. Uh, Humble I bought Alamo Greg. tickets. So yeah, I know it's so funny. I every one of these Marvel movies, I see them twice. Yeah, because you know Disney never gives you a plus yeah. one, and uh, uh, so I always. I, Joanna I, just, always wants I to love see that I Joanna see with, I, with Bob. Bob o. Yeah. yeah, I love that Joanna is such a, a Marvel fanatic because it feels so analogous with everything else about her that she not only like is obsessed with the Marvel movies, but only those movies. Uh, yeah, she loves Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, she like yeah, she like. 
We saw Batman versus Superman, and then I think she was out on DC. Well, she saw Wonder Woman, right? But like, you know what I mean? Like, there was not like a sense of like, oh, oh we gotta see uh, was, Justice League. Yeah, I was in the. This I saw the, Justice League with Esther. Yes, wow, that was an experience. Um, um, we also saw Suicide Squad together. Uh, yes, that's right. Um, I was in the New York City Public Library on Forty Second Street yesterday, and sitting in the little cafe area. Um, and the guy behind the counter who was like working the cafe was just having a long discussion about the DCEU. <laughs> like DCEU, baby. And like, ta- and I was just like, he cared very deeply, but like was frustrated. It was just, it was interesting listening. Uh, yeah. I, I've been falling down a rabbit hole uh, lately uh, of watching um, long, like, 40-minute YouTube videos of people complaining about shit that they Why? clearly know nothing about. That sounds miserable. Yeah, like, the, I saw this video. What? Yeah, why do you do what? this to so, like I don't know. I have terrible. no idea. But I watched one that was a guy explaining why studio interference ruined Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. <laughs> and I was like, the movie was self-financed. Yeah, and also like, like where where do you how do you watch that movie and go like clearly studio meddling was at hand right, here? Right, the studio asked him to add. There's the nothing scene indulgent where they, like, about this one, right? Out of a vaginal tracking device. I'm giving you the light. Yeah, oh, okay. he's giving us the light. He wants us. Well, done. but what about I don't know, like uh, what's up with you, Ben? Uh, how you yeah, doing? How are you doing? I'm I'm fine. Ben is so happy to not see our faces or hear our voices for the next four months. Uh, but you folks, I'm seeing my fair lady tonight. I'm so jealous. Well, now I now saw, David Rapidoff. I saw Carousel this week. Uh huh. Some Mean Girls this week. Oh, I how was that? Broadway. How's Mean Girls? Uh, uh, is, or is there an embargo? I shouldn't. I don't even know. Yeah, eh. I don't. I'm eh, working whatever. on something. I probably shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. Okay. <laughs> cut it out. Cool. Then cut everything out. Uh, cut, cut out the whole episode. Uh, hi, this is uh, Blank Check with your friend David. Here's a bonus episode. The musical version of I'll Do Anything is bad. So Ben, just replace <laughs> the entire hour we've recorded with that. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, Esther, thank you so much for being here. I'm glad I could participate in this. <laughs> Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks, Ange, for Guda for social media. Joe Bowen and Pat Rounds for our artwork. Lane Montgomery for our theme song. Go to blankyzyrat.com for some real nerdy shit. And as always, you are the best. Yeah, all right. You can do anything. You can do anything. Or it's like you can be everything, right? You can be anything. I don't know. Anything. You can be anything you want. You are, smile, you are the rainbow. It's very yeah. important to me. Sometimes you laugh. Sometimes you cry. Sometimes you turn I mean, around and No, no, we just hit an hour, so great. <laughs> I was about to say, like, you do this for another minute, we'll probably get to the 60 minute mark. Sometimes it feels like only other people catch the breaks. And I'm dead. You can cut this out, Ben, if you want, but I believe every time she comes into the office, she says, like, I'm here, bitches. Yes, she announces herself. That's delightful. Yeah, yeah. I Which like she that. sounds very snooky like, to me. I like that it, she, you, you know. Marking that to yeah. cut it out. Yeah, cut right, it cool. out. Okay.